welcome in lacrosse fans to the first episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam, the current Sports Information Director, which is just a fancy title for PR Director uh, for the University of Utah men's lacrosse team. Before we dive in, I want to thank Paul Rabel, Samir Chaudhry, and Colin Rosenblum for their episode of Suiting Up, where they said to those who wanted to create content, create it right now, you have to make it. So here I am in the studio creating the first episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. If you haven't listened to the Suiting Up with Paul Rabel podcast or watched the Cross Network on YouTube, then I would highly suggest it. In the same episode, they talked a lot about telling a story. The story I'm going to tell is twofold. The first aspect is a behind-the-scenes insider look into the 2018 Utah men's lacrosse team. We'll dive into the schedule, roster, opponents, coaching, recruits, etc. I'm going to hope to provide you, the listener, a unique point of view as I spend time with the team. The second aspect will be a broader look into lacrosse in the West, lacrosse in Utah, trends in lacrosse, building a program, NCAA Division I lacrosse, and the steps to get there, life lessons, and more. The first guest needs no introduction, but in the random chance you don't know who he is, I'll provide a brief bio. University of Utah head coach Brian Holman is a veteran coach and former standout lacrosse goalkeeper at Johns Hopkins University. Before taking a chance and coming to Utah, Holman was an assistant coach at the University of North Carolina, where he won an NCAA National Championship in 2016. Holman's lacrosse pedigree is as distinguished one as a player and a coach. He has been involved in collegiate lacrosse at all levels for the past 30 years as a player, coach, and parent. Holman attended Johns Hopkins and was a member of the class of 1983. As a player, he was a three-time All-American selection and played in four NCAA Tournament Championship games from 1980 to 83. Hopkins won the national championship in 1980, his freshman year. Brian served as a goalkeeper coach and defensive coordinator at Johns Hopkins for seven years and won the 1987 national championship. He was also an assistant coach at the Boys Latin School of Maryland, head coach at the Maryland Youth Lacrosse Association, and served as the head coach of the Breakers Club Lacrosse team in Baltimore, Maryland. Brian and his wife, Lori, are the parents of three children, uh, Matt, Marcus, and Sydney and all have life in lacrosse. I'm sure we'll talk about the Holman clan in the upcoming weeks. Needless to say, lacrosse is in their blood. Hope you enjoy this interview with Coach Holman. Uh, so we're going to welcome in Coach Brian Holman uh, to the podcast. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Tim. Good. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, taking a chance on this, to be honest with you. You know, I, I sent out a big, long email to all the coaches and um, you know, you were the first to reply, and uh, we're we're pretty excited about it. So I appreciate that that willingness to try something new. Absolutely. Um, Want to talk? Uh, you know, the, this podcast is going to be two parts. The first part's always going to be about our current team. Second part will be about kind of lacrosse in general. It could be anyone or anything. But let's talk a little bit about this current team. I I don't know if too many people realize, but last last uh, August ish, last September, uh, we brought in. Um, two MLL guys on top of our already MLL staff and, and Tom Schreiber and, and Scott Ratliff to help yeah. with tryouts. Yeah. We need to talk about like what in, what went into that, what, where, where was the idea behind that, and then just talk about having them here to evaluate kids. Yeah, I, I, um, you know, the, the, the premise was that, you know, why, why not take advantage of a, of a great resource? You know, so we have MLL guys on our staff and, and they have great friends and you know, and I, and I thought maybe it would be kind of a trial run on, on what we want to try to do next fall. Um, I'm not sure, you know, from the NCAA's perspective how, how that can work out, but just bring in, some, in different sets of eyes, right? And, you know, we, 
you know, as a staff, I've been around that team uh, for close to a year. So, so sometimes you have some built-in prejudices. Um, you know, you have some uh, affinity for some players because they played hard for you and so on and so forth. And I wanted to try to mitigate that as much as possible and really have it as it be a true tryout. So bringing in guys like Tommy and, uh, and Scott, you know, really, uh, really helped us out, uh, I think, you know, on, on just getting, again, another, you know, two sets of eyes. And we had over, I don't even know how many kids were out there. You may know better than I. 60 plus, 60 70. Yeah. 70. Um, so I, I think the process worked. I, I really don't think we missed much. Uh, and we had some great discussion. You know, it's always fun to, you know, after a, a practice to go back and, and sit down with your staff and now you throw in two more guys that are so passionate and energetic about the game and have so much knowledge and just tossing around, you know, why they think this player is good or that. So that was the premise. And, and we, you know, we're, we're going to use a lot of what we learned last year, hopefully going forward into next fall when we have these tryouts again. Sure. What What was their reaction when you called them? And what, did you call them? Did you have uh, you know Mark or, or uh, Will call them? Or uh, I just I you know I just said to the guys, listen, you know I'd love to get you know two or three more guys sets of eyes, and you know and 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 you know I've known Tommy and Scott, um, you know, and they're teammates of Adams and, yeah. and Marcus's, and and actually I had Sankey in there too, and Joey couldn't make it at the last minute, and you know Joey's you know been one of my favorites for a long time, so. You know, it was more. It was more of just, hey, do you think these guys would be interested? And and, and as soon as we asked, they were they were just all over yeah. it. So yeah, cool, it's good. Is it safe to call them uh, like sort of honorary coaches at this point? I, I, think, <laughs> I think at this point we might be okay. able to do it. I'm not sure. Moving <laughs> forward. Sure, sure. Uh, Talk- they always have a little piece of the youth. You know, sure, for sure, sure. Uh, let's let's transition. We you know the the team's been picked or whatever. Uh, you're, you, we get into fall ball and and there's this opportunity to go play Scotland and Marquette. Yeah. Uh, out in San Francisco, talk about sort of the genesis of that and, and kind of what went into that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we we were um, I put a phone call into uh, into to, to Joe Ampo and Joe Joe's been a great help uh, resource for me and, and, and as we move forward with this program and, and I've always respected Joe and, uh, and and just for some reason we sort of have an, uh, I don't know. A, just a really solid working relationship. So I put a call into Joe early, late in the summer and just was talking about, you know, next steps, right? What do we do? This, that, and the other. And I said, man, I really would love to, you know, this fall scrimmage a, a D1 program. And, you know, what are you up to? And he's like, well, you know, I'm thinking about putting something together with the uh, Scottish national team out in, in California. Would you be interested? I said, absolutely. So that kind of just took off from there. So once that got set up, you know, uh, I, I really was, it, it just turned into a, a, a really unique situation for our team. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, and, and you and I touched base on this before, I think it, ha- it really had a turning point uh, f- so far for this team uh, kind of setting the tone for us moving forward. Um, you know, we went out, you know, we did a lot of work up front. We wanted to do clinics. You know, a big part of our program, as you know, Tim, is just being community-based and, and involved. So everywhere we go, uh, I think it's only it's only our duty to, 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 to be able to, to get out to the community, right, and touch some kids and have some clinics. And so so the, the organizers of the event were just fantastic. Brian Silcott of the, of the Scottish national team did a wonderful job bringing in a boatload of kids for two clinics. Uh, you saw, you were yeah. out there and you saw yeah. it. And uh, 
So I think that was a phenomenal piece just to get our team used to, to interacting that way. Uh, and, oh, and then we played two, two really good games back-to-back. Sure. And, uh, you know, so. Yeah. How did, how did those turn out for the fans who maybe weren't noticing or, or paying yeah. attention? Were you happy with the result about what you expected? I think I think both. I think I think you know. I don't think we played well uh, against the Scottish national team, um, but we won. And, and you know, we have a, a saying in our program, which is something we hold on dear to: is, is is find a way. Right? There's no excuses. You know, you got to battle. Sometimes you're not going to play well. You know, and we all know that. And and you know, we want our guys to learn how to find a way to continue to fight and continue to scrap and claw and. And we did that in that game. You know, we started out and uh, we played well early, and then we just did not play well for probably two and a half quarters. Uh, uh, we were down, I think, I don't know if we were down, whatever. It, it doesn't matter at this point. We, we ended up, you know, going into overtime, which was great, all right? So you got an experience with a new team, how we're going to handle overtime. Uh, we ended up winning a game on, on a goal and an assist by two freshmen. Um, and I think that was really, really good. So, so we talked as a team afterwards. You know, big part of the trip to Tim was was the bonding part, right? Getting this new group away on the buses, on the airplanes. How do we travel? You know, how do we eat? We went out for a great meal. That's a big part of what I like about traveling <laughs> is sitting down with the gang and eating together and breaking bread and, and talking, you know, hopefully everything but lacrosse. And, and uh, we had we had a great Italian meal that night and. You know, we focused on the fact that we didn't play well. I think a lot of kids were nervous. You know, there were a lot of drop balls out there early on. And uh, so then we come back against Marquette, a Division I uh, playoff caliber yeah. uh, lacrosse yeah. team, well-coached, tough-nosed team. And I actually thought we played pretty well. You know, yeah. uh, I, you know it was 8-3 to at halftime. I mean, arguably, you know, it could have been 8-4 to four maybe. I, I didn't I, – you know, we made a couple saves, but I thought we missed some opportunities that, 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 that could have been closer. And – you know, the final score, I think we were down, we lost by 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a number we're going to keep in the back of our hats for a while because that, that, that shows how far we are away uh, from competing at that level. Um, but I thought our kids tried hard, and I thought they competed, and I didn't feel like we were overwhelmed yeah. uh, for the majority. You know, at times, yes, you know, they had more athletes and they were a little faster and quicker yeah. to the ball than we were. So I thought that that, that showed our guys, hey, you know, there's a sense of competing here that that we hold on to very dearly at our program, and that and that. So I think that helped enhance uh, our feeling for the team. But I think the biggest thing was that I think I think we learned a lot of lessons, uh, and we bonded a lot closer. We became more of a team before we left. We, when we came back, we were a different team. Sure. You know, I thought it humbled some guys, which needed to be humbled. Uh, and I thought it enhanced some guys showing that how hard they've worked that, hey, man, I, I can step foot on a field with a Division One lacrosse uh, opponent. So I think everything I was praying for, uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, happened uh, yeah. on that trip. So, cool. uh, you know, it was a good one. Yeah, no doubt. I, I had a great time. Uh, it, was, it was fun seeing the, the different caliber of competition like you're talking about and interacting on, at the clinics and all that. Um, Super, super good time. Super fun. Let's let's transition into sort of what we're facing. We're 15 or so days away, uh, 20 days away from uh, the first game down in, in Southern California against uh, Cal Poly. What uh, you know? Talk about sort of this opening road trip 
Uh, for those who don't know, it's it's Cal Poly on Thursday and then Arizona on Saturday at the Pac-12 shootout and then Cal on Sunday. So yeah. a quick turnaround there, three games in four days. Yep. Uh, talk about kind of what you're expecting, what you expect out of the boys. Yeah, good question. Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, you know, it, it, it's set up this way for a reason. You know, if we're, we're going to get down the road and we have got to compete, if we want to compete for a championship, you're going to have to play multiple tough teams in a short period of time. So, you know, if if anything, what we get out of it is just experience, right? Yeah. You know, Cal Poly is perennially a top 10 team in, in the MCLA. Mm-hmm. Cal is, I don't even know what they're ranked. I know they're up there. I know they handed it to us really good last year, and they're really well coached. And, you know, they're, they're perennially a top five team, I think, yeah. in the MCLA. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and Nevada in between, which we don't know a lot about them, I think we're their first game. Um, so, you know, what, what, what we're looking for is, is growth. We're looking for, uh, you, know, we're, we're, you know, who are we at that point of the season? And I think, you know, the wins and losses, you know, as you know, you know me pretty well. I don't spend a lot of time talking about winning and or losing because um, it's, it's really a non-factor. You right. know, people say it is, but I don't believe that. I think, I think it, you know, it, it's, it's the effort. It's, it's how we're going to prepare. How do we handle being on the road for five days and playing two tough opponents? And so those are the things that excite me. You yeah. know, how do we get on and off the bus? Right. You know, <laughs> how, how do we react if we lose the first game? Sure. You know, are we going to be able to prepare ourselves mentally to go into the second game? And, you know, so, so those are all the cues that I'm going to be looking for for us. But, but ultimately, uh, what we want to come out of there with is, you know, where are we at this point in time? You know, yeah. and, and are we establishing an identity? Are we playing Utah lacrosse? Uh, and, and, if, and, and again, I think depth's going to play into that. Um, one of the things that we want to do here as a program is develop a team that can play a lot of people. I, I, I think it's vital. Um, that, that kids stay engaged. I think it's vital that, it, that we try to find roles. That's our job as coaches all, for all, all of these kids. Every single one of them you yeah. know, deserves a role on this team and should, should fight for that role. So we're going we're gonna to play our depth. Uh, you know, it, it might get touchy at times. You know, I talked to Coach Gittleman. We, we, we're going to run, you know, a lot of kids out there. And, and you know, how are we going to react if we're down 10 to 7 in the fourth quarter? You know, when that second, third, and fourth shift is up, are we going to sure. stick to it? Or are we going to change it? Sure. So that'll be fun with the staff <laughs> to see how we deal with all that. Right. And, but but it's really going to be just a learning experience for us and, and, uh, and just how do we handle some of this. Sure. You know? Uh, after that, uh, a couple weeks later, it's a it's a trip to Texas to play the University of Texas and SMU. Then it's uh, let's see here, s- five straight, six straight home, five straight home games. We've got Boise State, Oregon, Washington, uh, Westminster, and then Utah State. Um, so a nice little slate there of, of home games. Then we go away at UVU, at CSU, and at CU, and then uh, the final final game, regular season game, is against BYU. Uh, in in mid-April. Any comments on any of those teams or trips? Uh, I mean, I don't want to comment on any anyone in particular. I don't want sure. to slight anybody, but <laughs> I think I think we got a heck of a schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, again, going through this last year for the first time and know, knowing the the, uh, the MCLA and our conference is always tough. You know, last year we were fortunate. We got Colorado State and Colorado home. Now yeah. we got to go out and play them out there. Right. You know, and that's not an easy trip. You know, BYU's BYU. Everyone sure. knows who they are and what their reputation stands for. Westminster, 
you know, we, we're the, you know that is a physical, tough game. Yeah. Boise State came in here last year and handed it to us. Yeah. You know, Texas came in here last year and handed it to us. So, you know, we got our hands full. Sure. And and you know, and I think I think it's important. It's something that 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 you and I have talked about. The staff we've talked about it with the kids a lot is, you know, we are who we are, right? We we are an uh, an MCLA club team, and I had a good talk with the team. Uh, about a week or so ago, and just in regards to this subject, you know, we are not a Division One program. We're not even close to it. Yeah. And and I think we need to relish just what we are. You know, the sure. league we play in, the conference we play in, some really well coached, tough lacrosse teams. And I'm I can't wait. I had so much fun last year, and and, and I really uh, just embrace the competition and and, and and the whole journey. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, to close out this season, uh, should we make the RMLC tournament? That's going to be in Orem this year, just down the road. And then, again, if we make the MCLA tournament, that's in, in Salt Lake. So yeah. potential to to play a few more games in, home, in front of the home fans. Um, talk about some of the, the team goals. What are – what are uh, are you a big goals guy? Do you, do you set, you know, high marks and hope to hit some of them? Talk about what the team, you know, kind of expects in that realm. Yeah, I, I mean – you know, you got to have goals, right? I have, you know, I have goals for this program and, and for me personally. I, I, I think the exercise we did with the team, I think it's more important that they set their goals, you know, and, and, and you know, and understand that, you know, at the end, it's going to be all about, it's always about them. So so, sure. so we had, uh, before we left for Christmas, we, we sat down in, in one of our classroom sessions and, and we just talked about goals and, and how important they are. Uh, so the team set their goals. Uh, I'm not going to go through them all sure. here, yeah. uh, but they were they were, you know, bigger picture goals. But then a lot of where they focused their attention on, and I was really surprised by this. Not surprised. I, I, I think that's the right word. But just really pleased were a lot of of sort of technical fundamental goals. You know, you know, we want to clear the ball at X percent. Sure. You know, we want to we want to be a man up conversion team of X percent. You know, we want to outground ball. Those were those guys saying it. Yeah. It wasn't our coaching staff standing up there. These right. were the this was these were the guys. And I think, I think a lot of that came from kids that played for us last year that realized that that those were the points of emphasis we were making. And if those fundamental things were done really well, yeah, you know, you have a better shot. At sure, winning, right. You're, you're <laughs> more ball games. So, so I was really happy with where their goals are. They set their goals. They have them. Um, we know what they are, and uh, you know. We're practicing every day to try yeah. to achieve them. Cool. Um, last, last thing about uh, this kind of current team, I wanted to touch. I mean, there's a lot we could talk about, obviously. Yeah, but heck yeah. I want to talk just about the, the captains. Yeah. And so the captains this year uh, is Gus Colonna, Seth Neeleman, and, and Aaron Felstead. Aaron and Gus were both captains last year as well. Seth's uh, a first-time captain. Um, one thing that stood out to me, I was there when they were named um, – Aaron and Aaron and Seth are both married, yeah. and, and Gus is one of the older guys. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, what what are your thoughts about the three captains? What are, what are you looking forward to about them leading this team? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, we're I'm blessed. We're blessed. I mean, we th- those three kids are are just uh, I, you know I, I get I get a little emotional when I think about them, and and uh, you know just the type of people they are, man. It just Tim every day they just show up. They have smiles on their faces they 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 just didn't really enjoy this process and that's what we really want out of our kids is you know the, 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 you know we're not we're not you know we're not going to war here we're not there's so many things in this world that 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 are a lot tougher than than playing lacrosse and i think our leaders have grasped that so you know they, they bring a sense of maturity as you mentioned um really cool 
I mean, I've never ever been on a team, coached a team that that have, has has two married sure. men on the team, let alone be there. You know, be captains. So, sure. so, so they they get a sense of obligation and 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 loyalty, right? And uh, you know, uh, and maturity. Um, but I, I think if you I think if you just looked at, and I like them because they're all different, right? The three of them are really really yeah. different. You know, uh, I could go on for days about their personalities, <laughs> sure. which is really cool because they they just affect you different ways, and I think they affect the team different ways. Um, but 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 leadership's everything. You know, uh, every coach will tell you the same thing. You know, it's very hard to to be as successful as you want to be without great leaders or good leaders. Sure. And we're trying to help all of these young men, all of these young men, develop a, a leadership quality in them. You know, for the future and for their lives. That's the grander goal. Yeah. But but these three guys represented it in such good ways that it's hard not to follow them. You know, they're likable. Uh, they're the three hardest workers on the team, sure. day in and day out. I think they're the three, maybe they're in the top three of, of uh, GPAs yeah. uh, on our team. I think all three made a dean's list, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so so you know so if you're gonna have leaders, man, they, they they're they're walking the walk. Sure. That's for darn sure. So I couldn't be more proud. I'm going out to lunch with them on Friday. Uh, we try to meet every every two weeks or so. And and honestly, I, I told them last week, Tim, the lunch isn't really to talk about the team. I, I like being around <laughs> the guys. <laughs> and uh, sure. I, I just enjoy their company and, and yeah. they're just really funny and they, they don't take themselves too seriously, which I love. Um, so we're going to have, you know, hopefully we'll go over to Caputo's and, there you go. and get some uh, <laughs> Italian subs and there just sit go. around and talk. So. There you go. For those who aren't familiar with Utah or the University of Utah, there's a, a deli on <laughs> campus called Caputo's that I introduced Coach to last week. So. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, he, <laughs> he said uh, that'll be his diet in the next couple of years. Yeah. But uh, I, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about the team. Now I want to talk about just kind of lacrosse in general in Utah. Um, this, You know, we could spend – 10 years on this subject, mm. right? Well, <laughs> but you've spent most of your life on <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have. I've spent a lot of time in the state, obviously, talking uh, lacrosse with people. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want also to to get ahead of ourselves, you know, because like you said, we are who we are. We're, mm-hmm. we're in the MCLA this year. But I think, uh, you know, I, when I, one of the reasons I, I wanted to do this podcast with the team and with yourself is to talk about sort of the process that we're in. Yeah. Um, we are who we are, you know. We're last year in the MCLA, uh, you know, July 1st, yep. uh, become an official sanctioned sport at the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. I think that still is a, uh, confusing for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah, uh, there, there was an email. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was an email that uh, I was CC'd on and, and the whole staff was, but there was a passionate fan who yeah. kind of let the athletic department have it for, for not having lacrosse on the website. And, and yourself and the, the communications director, Liz Abel, replied and said, hey, listen, you know, they're not quite – uh, division one team yet, but talk about sort of, you know, uh, I think it's well documented what happened with, with David Neelam and the donating and, and the university taking on this board, but kind of, kind of, you know, what, what kind of stands out to you during that whole process that maybe people on the outside don't really recognize or didn't really see that that kind of helped make everything possible. Yeah. I, I just, um, there were just so many factors, you know, um, looking back at it, I, I think, you know, I think I think our approach was the right approach. You know, uh, I, I think we ingratiated ourselves into the community with the help of, of yourself and Charlie Friedman's and Bob Caldwell's mm-hmm. and John Evans. I mean, I could go down the list. Yeah. I mean, and and I think we won over the trust uh, and and of the community in the in the lacrosse world. And mm-hmm. you know, we weren't trying to do it. I think I think 
you know, I'm blessed. You know, look at look at the staff. We were, you know, we have just good people that really care and are passionate about the game. And the game was always forefront in our process. It was never about us. Right. It was never about, you know, I want to have a Division One team or David wants to have a Division One right. team or it was always about the game. And it's will always be about the game. Yeah. And I think that was the separator, you know. And so I think when people felt comfortable with that and they saw our interaction with the kids in the community, I think it, it, it garnered momentum. And, uh, you know, you touch so many people in the lacrosse world. And as, as you and I have talked about this, and, you know, that whole six degree of separation in sure. the world, I think lacrosse is two degrees or maybe one degree. Yeah. It's amazing how you touch someone who, oh, boy, I know this person who knows that person. And so I think that had a big part of it. Uh, obviously, the school really... Uh, as the process went on, began to see the value of what we could potentially bring to it. Um, I still don't think they, they quite realize it, and they shouldn't because we're not part of it yet, but I think we, over time we'll, we'll be able to prove ourselves there to the school community. And that's something I'm really, really excited about, just being part, really officially being part of the Utah uh, you know, university and the athletics community, which I, I, I just think is a really cool place to be. And I just get a great sense and a great vibe from what's going on. So, um, but, but I, I don't, I don't know if there was any one thing. I think there's just a multitude of things and, and, um, you know, and I, and I also think, uh, the way our kids handled themselves last year, uh, on our team, yeah. um, the community service work, uh, the way we played, I think, I think we earned, I think we earned a community's respect that way too. You know, I think Utah likes has sort of an underdog kind of yeah. chip on their shoulder mentality, sure. and I really adore that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I think our kids played that way, mm-hmm. um, and and they and they like kids that are you know play hard and tough, and that's that's how we want to play. Sure. You know. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's perfect. I yeah. um, I, I as I've you know I've obviously been on all the road trips, uh, been a part of practices and all that stuff. As I look at yourself and the coaching staff. I can't help but think how invaluable this two years in the MCLA will be moving forward. Um, do you think that's a, I, I guess, what are, I mean, it's a huge advantage, obviously, but what are some of the pros and cons of, um, you know, creating the staff and the program before actually being an NCAA team uh, versus, you know, just kind of jumping head straight in, like like a Cleveland State or a Furman or a, or a team that yeah. has gone recently? Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, I, I, I think out every day for that you know first of all it's been fun right so you know you can't take that part of it out yeah. I mean our experience last year as I've told you and other people I'll never ever forget that yeah uh, I'll relish it as long as, as I'm around and as long as I'm involved in the game um, you know so so we get to we get to experiment um, we, we, we get to learn and, and know about each other uh, I think it's vital um, I don't think you have to have staffs where everybody adores everybody. Sure. You know, I think that's a misconception. I think you have to have staffs that that are, are have a common bond and a common goal, and, and that's the kids, right? And I have that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you have to have staffs that bring expertise in, in, in areas, and I, and I do truly believe we have that. Um, and I think we have one common theme that runs through all four of us is I, I don't I don't know if there's a more passionate group of guys. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just we all adore this game so much. Sure. Um, and it's not fake. It's true. It's just meant so much to all of our lives that I think the kids feel that. 
you know, in a good way. You know, it's hard to be around us and, and not want to have fun and play this game. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, we have those pieces, um, and you know, we we get the we get to by trial and error a little bit uh, X's and O and manage games and. You know, I learned a lot about myself last year. I've never been a head coach at, at, at this high level. Um, and I think at times I did a really good job, and I think at times I did a really bad job uh, emotionally. And, and, you know, so I've, 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 I spent a lot of my, uh, last summer just kind of reflecting back on what I could do better as a head coach. And I'm going to, you know, try to do that this year. And then maybe I'll learn more lessons this year and move on to next year. And I think that's an ongoing process for all of sure, us, right? Sure. Um, so to your point is, I think it's a huge advantage for us. I think we're trying to take advantage of it mm-hmm. uh, in a good way. Um, but you know what? Next year we'll bring all kinds of new challenges to us. Yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll be official. Uh, mm-hmm. There's things that, that we have to do uh, within the university that we haven't had to do before. So there'll, there'll sure. be some technicalities we got to get used to. Um, and we'll grow from them too. So excited! Uh, I don't see anybody going anywhere. <laughs> These guys seem to be having sure. a good time, and I, I don't want them to go anywhere. Yeah. So, and we're developing our roles, right? We just had a good meeting a week or so ago about what you know. What do you want to do? Like what, Adam, what do you where do you see yourself in three to five yeah. years? Marcus, where do you see yourself? Will, where do you see yourself? You know, Tim, everybody. You know, let's talk about it. Let's let's grow into them together. Yeah. You know, where do we see the program? Right. You know, so I, I think we got a chance to do a lot of those things without having the pressure of saying, "All right, well, we got Duke playing uh, next sure, week." Sure. Sure. So. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a, a lot of different things popped into my head while you were talking about that. First is um, we we did a coaching clinic in the middle of December, and uh, you recommended a book called Legacy mm-hmm. by James Kerr to to everyone, and so I I read it. Yeah. Um, and something that they talked about in that is leaders create leaders; uh, they don't create followers. Which is awesome. I, you know, I read that and just thought, yeah, that's exactly right. And so, to your point, um, you know, I think you're creating those those other, you know, you're creating four, three head coaches uh, eventually, I hope right? So. <laughs> I hope so. I, they all they all seem to want to go that direction, sure. and you know, nothing would make me more proud in you know three, four, five, six, whatever the number of years it is to see all those guys have their own right. program. Right. Um, I ain't going anywhere. You know, so uh, uh, unless somebody tells me I need to go somewhere, sure, but sure. Um, yeah, no, that would make that would make me extremely proud. And and I think all three of them have uh, the, the capabilities yeah. of, of doing it over time. Sure, for sure. Talk talk to uh, what, what's it like coaching with your son? You know, did you ever think of him when he was growing up that you'd be in Utah together mm-hmm. coaching? No, no, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great. I mean, you know, I, I, I think uh, I, I think with Marcus and I, it's just it's just been a really cool road. You know, we we, we were at Carolina together. Uh, a lot of people had a lot of doubts that that could work, um, and it worked just great. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and now we're here. And I and I, I you know, he was the first person I called. I, right. You know, and and for all the right reasons. And I think you know this. I mean, yeah. being around us, you know, it's it's. It's not because he's my son. It's because he's the right guy for the yeah, job. No doubt. You know, and he knows that. Like, yeah. it, you know, um, you know, if he wasn't the right guy, I wouldn't have called him. Sure. That's just the way it is. Sure. Um, yeah, but it's it's a blessing. It's a, And I don't take a day that, that I don't really uh, sit back and, and thank the good Lord for yeah. it and, and allow it to happen. Um, it's funny, you know, 
it's a, it's a little unfair. You know, when I used to coach him, you know, it's always you're always harder on your kid. Sure. And and I learned a lesson a long time ago uh, through a football game where where I was really going down the wrong path. And I and I and I've talked to dads that coach their kids uh, and told them about this experience. And you know, so you, you know. Um, and in Carolina, I, I think I was more of a sounding board for him. You know, he was on the offense. I wasn't down that end of the field sure. much. Um, so I could just kind of listen and, and give him some advice here and there. But we didn't really need to, to do it that much there. So, But but now that we got out here, you know, I, I'm, I'm emotional, but I'm as you've seen me on yeah. the sidelines, yeah. I'm, I'm just competitive, right? But but Mark's the first one I'll yell at on the staff <laughs> because it's just more comfortable for sure. me to yell at him. You know, it, it may be somebody else's fault, and we sure. kind of joke about that a little bit. So that's something I'm going to work on this year uh, and, and not take things out on him as sure. much. But, you know, it's a, it's a blessing, and I hope, I hope and pray he's as happy as I am. Uh, we don't talk about yeah. it a whole lot. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, a couple of other points uh, that you talked about. You talked about how um, the players want to want to basically play for you guys, you know, and how they're happy to be here. And um, I just want to tell a quick story. I uh, the first time I met you was up at the guest house. The guest house is a more or less a hotel here on campus that the university can can utilize for guests. And uh, you know, I had I had written this press release announcing you as the head coach uh, for the team, and we sat down and talked about it and just talked about a lot of different things. And I remember getting in my car going. Man, I feel really excited about <laughs> writing a press release. <laughs> and, uh, I was just like, "Wow!" Like, if if they, if if coach has this effect on me, I can only can only imagine what what kind of effect he's going to have on these players. And we saw that last year. I'm you know we're seeing it this year, and and the the future is bright in in that regard. Um, wanted to talk just a few uh, a couple other questions about um, the pillars, mm-hmm. and so. Um, those who don't know that um, one of the first things that coach uh, implemented was the pillars of, of Utah lacrosse and those are humility honesty passion gratitude and trust I wanted to talk just uh, get those out there um, we've joked amongst the staff that there's a uh, we could do a po- one of these a day one of these yeah. podcasts a day and <laughs> lots to talk about but I wanted to get this out in front of the community in front of the the people listening um, talk about kind of where these came from kind of the genesis and and why why they're in place yeah Oh, oh boy. So, you know, uh, when, 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 I f- when I first felt that I was going to be able to, the, to be a head coach, you know, I, I've been coaching Tim, as you know, for 31 years now at, at, at all levels. And, you know, I, I read a lot, <clears throat> and it's not for any other reason. It's because I'm not very bright, and it's just a, it's a good way for me to learn. Um, and I take a lot of notes. Um, so long and short of it, I had a box full of, of notes and papers over the 30 years, uh, way back to Hopkins days and yeah. so on and so forth. And, you know, what I thought was critical when, when, you, when you develop an organization is, is there's got to be a guiding light. Uh, and it has to be something bigger than an individual. Um, and so, so our pillars uh, are really the guiding light to our program. And, and it, it, the program is bigger than the players, and it's it, it, you know so so kind of it works in that in that level, yeah. um, and within those pillars are 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 ways and 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 uh, norms that that I expect out of our program, you know, uh, and and how are we going to handle certain situations, and 
you know, because it can't, again, it can't be about winning. It's not about winning. It's about learning. It's about growing. Uh, it's about trials and tribulations and successes and, and all those things. So, so what are we going to go back to? You know, it can't, you can't go back to a win or you can't lament about a loss. So the pillars are really the, the, the bedrock, you know, so to speak. And, and to be quite honest with you, a lot of it, uh, has come through the, from the Bible. Sure. A lot of it has come through just multiple readings of great coaches. Of you know, you look at John Wooden's you know pyramid of success. So so I I had a, a you know just kind of an element of that in sure. there. Um, so you know what I want the young men to understand is that is that the, the, the pillars will be the foundation and and they will be the guiding light of the program. And the program is is what's in the forefront of everything that we do. And so over the course of time, you know, we, we, we teach constantly. And I think you've been out to practice. Yeah. I mean, we, we probably mention those sure. pillars. On yep. a, they're mentioned on a regular basis for right. us because it's important for us to be gracious. You know, uh, it's extremely important for us to, to, to be humble and be humbled. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Right? right. And understanding what the value of that word is. Um, it's vitally important for all organizations to, 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 to have passion and trust. Right. And, and, you know, so so all of them are mixed into our daily processes. And so the you know, the the, the long and short of it is is they will they will be the bedrock. Um, and we feel I felt that those words were, were strong anchor words that that when the winds blew, you know, that we're not moving. We're not going to move off of, of, of the graciousness, the gratitude, and the trust, and the humility, and the passion. Sure. So, so um, that's the genesis. Now, what I'm excited about is is the growth of, of the pillars. So, and within the pillars, as you've read through our, mm-hmm. our, our team book, uh, there are a lot of uh, other uh, phrases and and and. and and things that are important to our program that that fall underneath the the, the five pillars, mm-hmm. but but ultimately what it what it comes down to is is uh, is the foundation, uh, and and they're going to be ever evolving. Sure, you know as the program changes, as we change, as I change, as the coaches change, you know those pillars may not be the same a year or two for now. Yeah, but for us to get our our program up and running and 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 off the ground, I felt it was vital. That, that we had a clear description of what we want to look like sure. uh, on and off the field. Sure. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that, that falls in line with that that I, that I love is um, I vividly remember a, a practice last fall. It was a Friday. Uh, there was a football game on Saturday, and, and your message to the team was do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I can't think of a better message to leave them with on a Friday <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. a big football game, and yeah. it's the weekend, and – who knows what what can happen out yeah. there, right? A lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that I've loved about this year is, is uh, do the right thing, yeah. um, and just a just a big motivator. Um, I got a couple rapid fire questions for you. Sure, Go you ahead. ready? Yeah, I didn't prepare you these. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. I'm better off the cuff. What what, uh, what book are you reading right now? Oh boy, uh, you, you know, honesty's pillar, right? Sure. I'm, I'm reading uh, about six books right now. Um, Six books. Okay. You know, and again, I don't say that like, oh, yeah. wow, what's he doing? I just, sure. I, I, you know, they're all over the house. Okay. So, so I got a couple in the bedroom, a couple in, in, a, in a kind of a couch area where I like yeah. to hang out in. There's a couple in my reading area. There's one in the kitchen. So, sure. you know, I'll walk by and just pick up and read a page. You know, um, uh, uh, Ryan Holiday's book, um, 
there's a couple. Uh, the, the Stoic Daily mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is a book. I mean, it's not really a book, but it's a, it's a readings uh, sure. of, of Stoicism on a daily basis. Um, yeah, there's a book about Genghis Khan and his and his quest for uh, religion. It's really interesting. Um, I'm reading a book, uh, you know, uh, Knowing God. Um, I'm reading another book. Uh, it's another Ryan Holiday book. It, it, it's it's uh, I, the name of it escapes me right now. But there's there's five or six books I'm looking at on a daily basis. So, yeah. where, do, where do you get your book recommendations from? Uh, all over the place. You know, there uh, there's a there's a really cool uh, website, uh, not a site, but a, a blog that I get on um, on Sunday mornings. It's from a group out of Canada, and again, I'm I'm horrible with names, but it, it, they they do a lot of research and and they they recommend you know certain books on various topics. Like the Genghis Khan book was from mm-hmm. them, and I was just very fascinated with with you know the I mean they were. They controlled the earth at one yeah. point in time, and how that that happened, and you know, and, and what type of personality he was to be able sure. to basically have the largest uh, army congregation in, in the world. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, that you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. Okay. Uh, so I listen to his podcast, and I get a I get a uh, a thing from him on Fridays, mm-hmm. a five bullet Friday. He'll recommend a book or two that he's reading. And, okay. You know, as the world works in the computer now, like one thing kind of leads to another, <laughs> sure. to another. Sure. So no specific place. Yeah. And the recommendations from the staff, we trade books all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I really, it's fun to have these guys around. I mean, that they're, they're just really forward thinkers. So so they'll say, and I, have you read this? And I'm like, yeah. no. So That was actually one of the surprises to me, uh, getting on that first road trip, was to see how – how much the staff read. Yeah. Um, not, not that I guess it should surprise me, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Gitz read the whole trip. Oh, my gosh. You know, uh, yeah, if, he wasn't, yeah. if he wasn't coaching or watching yeah. film. So, yeah. uh, Will lacrosse be in the Olympics in the near future? It sure as heck sounds like it, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yes okay. and yes and yes because I believe that, that the more we say yes, the, the better chance it's going to be. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Eagles or Patriots? Oh, boy. Um I, I got to go with the Eagles. You know, I, I have so much respect for, for Belichick and Brady. I just watched Brady's thing on Facebook the other day. Yeah. Ten, I don't know what the title of it is, yeah. but uh, his 15-minute segment. And holy cow, I mean, you know, you cannot but have respect being in this sure. profession and business. And sure. there's nobody greater in the history of sports than Bill Belichick. Yeah. And, and uh, so – but, but, you know, it'd be nice to have. I mean, the <laughs> sure. Eagles, when was the last sure. time the Eagles won? Yeah, like, I, I don't you know, know. That's a good question. Yeah, forever, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's go with the Eagles. Man. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, favorite thing, excuse me. Yeah. Favorite thing about Utah? Uh, the people. The people. Okay. I'm, 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 just, I'm just falling in love with the, the people I've met out here. I mean, just straightforward, pleasant, kind, loyal, hardworking, um, decent people. Yeah. So, yeah. I was hoping you'd say two cheese. Uh, that's <laughs> close, number two. I, just, second. I went there Saturday night. <laughs> Papa cooked us up a nice meal. There so. you go. <laughs> All right. That, uh, that does it for our podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Coach Holman for coming in. You're, you'll hear a lot of them throughout this season. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at Utah Lacrosse. Facebook is uh, Utah Men's Lacrosse. And Instagram is at Utah Lacrosse. Uh, if you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear it. 
go ahead as go ahead and uh, reach out to the us on those channels, or I'll, I'll even let you email me personally. It's Tim at utslacrosse.com, and you can uh, Brave man, let man. me have it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank Thanks. you very much for tuning in. Thanks again, Coach. Thanks, and, Tim. Uh, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Thank yep. you so much. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah.